Flowers are like heaven to me. They brighten the darkest of days with their beauty and extensive variety of bloom shapes and colors. Today on episode three of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast, I'm sharing one of my absolute favorite flowers for the garden. I guarantee after I'm done talking about it, you will want this flower for your shade garden as well. Stay with me to find out the flower that I'm referring to and learn the best growing tips to help it shine in your Kentucky garden. Welcome to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. This gardening show will equip and inspire avid gardeners with weekly tips and tricks to help them navigate the gardening world. The show will also highlight specific growing requirements for several plants so the sun will shine brighter over their Kentucky garden. And now, here is that ray of sunshine, garden enthusiast and horticulture extension agent, Kristen Hildebrand, with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. The flower that I am covering today in episode three is, wait for the drum roll, it's Helleborus orientalis. This is commonly referred to as Lenten Rose or Helleborus. While the rose family first comes to mind, this plant actually belongs to the Ranunculus family, which is also referred to as the Buttercup family. This particular flower has been hybridized a lot, so you'll see it written genetically as Helleborus times Hybridus. And this is a group of evergreen, late winter, or early spring flowering perennials that are offered as ornamental plants for the garden. Blooms generally appear during Lent, hence the name Lenten Rose. It is one of the first plants to bloom in the spring, which earns it the name of Harbinger of Spring. Since the plant easily hybridizes, There is a wide variety of cultivars available in the marketplace. Colors include shades of pink, green, yellow, red, pure white, dark purple, and almost black. Other cultivars may have other interesting color patterns that are bicolor, speckled, spotted, and streaked with single or double forms. Some cultivars have pickety flowers where the color along the edge is darker. Lenten rose is hardy from zone 9 to zone 4, and they will handle even colder temperatures if some winter protection is provided. Some other things to mention about this plant is that Lenten rose possess tough, almost woody stems. The leaves are described as being leathery, shiny, and dark green in color. They are palmate divided with about seven to nine leaflets with coarsely cut leaf margins. These characteristics make it resistant to deer and rabbit feedings, and the foliage will remain attractive all throughout the growing season. The flowers have an interesting growth habit to it. Flower buds form during the previous summer season, and then the flower spikes emerge from an underground rhizome in late winter. What we would call the petals are actually called sepals, which is a modified calyx. There are five petal-like sepals that surround a ring of nectaries. 
The true petals are the nectaries that hold the nectar. Within the ring of petals are numerous stamens and pistils, which are the male and female parts of the flower. After pollination occurs, the petals and stamens will then fall off, leaving behind the sepals. They can remain on the plant for one to two months or sometimes even longer. Flowers generally reach about one to three inches wide and are described as being saucer-like in appearance. The blooms, what's interesting about them is that they faced downward. Now that we've covered some general flower characteristics related to Linton Rose, let's cover how to grow this beauty at home in the Kentucky Garden. Since helleborus are difficult to start from seed, it is best to purchase two to three-year-old plants. Position the plants in areas that receive partial to full shade. Plants will perform best when planted in moist, well-drained soil. They are sensitive to soggy soil, so make sure to provide good soil drainage. A good way to do this is to incorporate compost throughout the entire planting area prior to transplanting. They will also benefit from planting on a hillside, slope, or raised bed area. It is noted that in these three areas, it is easier to see the downward-facing blooms, so that's the benefit to planting to those locations. At first, helleborus are slow to establish. When they do reach maturity, though, plants can reach anywhere from 18 to 24 inches tall with a width of 24 to 30 inches wide. Mature plants can even have 50 or more flowers per plant. So you talk about a show there. If you're planting multiple plants in a row, space plants about 16 inches apart or more. You can always refer to the plant label to see recommendations on how far apart to space plants. Plants are self-sowers, so they put out a lot of seed once they do go to seed and new seedlings will appear in the spring of the year. Linton rose are an outstanding plant for providing color and texture to the ornamental shade garden. Utilize them as a specimen plant when they are the star of the show, as a border plant, or even as a ground cover. They work great when planted in containers and planted in between deciduous shrubs and under trees or naturalized in woodland areas. If you're looking for some good companion plants to plant next to Linton Rose, consider other spring flowers such as snowdrops and wood anemones. Plants with contrasting foliage such as ferns and hostas will also work too. No dividing is required like other perennials unless you want to acquire more plants. If you answered yes to this question, divide clumps in September or October. Water the plant a few days ahead of time before you dig, then work a shovel in a circle around the plant in order to dig it up. Wash off the soil around the plant and then divide it with a sharp knife between growth buds. Make sure to leave at least three buds on each division. 
Prepare the soil before planting and deeply since the plant has a deep root system. Position the crown where the stem joins the roots at soil level. Avoid covering plants with excess compost or mulch since this application can lead to rots. Now that you know the ideal planting location for Linton Rose, let me remind you some of those benefits of having this plant in your Kentucky garden. Since the flowers are actually sepals, they don't fall off of the plant quickly like some flowers do, meaning that this particular bloom will hold on for about two months or even longer. They make an excellent cut flower. That's probably one of my favorite things about this plant. It's usually best to harvest the stems when the stamens have fallen off and the flower feels papery and stiff to the touch. Cut them using a sharp pair of pruners or scissors and place them in a vase filled with clean water. Add floral preservative to the water to help extend the vase life. Since leaves contain alkaloids that can cause mild dermatitis with sensitive individuals, protect your hands with gloves when cutting stems. Once established, plants are relatively drought tolerant and considered low maintenance. It will need a little bit of moisture from time to time, but they don't require as much fertilization as some plants do. So a good spring application of compost should be enough. The Perennial Plant Association voted it Perennial Plant of the Year in 2005. Plus, deer and rabbits won't bother them due to the thick, rough leaves. I truly believe that Linton Rose will make a great perennial flower for the Kentucky garden, and it will work hard for the Kentucky gardener. Its wide variety of colorful blooms and shapes, easy growth habit, and low-maintenance care make it a win-win for gardeners to plant in their shade garden. If you would like additional information on how to add Linton Rose in your garden or landscape, make sure to see the show notes. I've included some pictures of different varieties of Linton Rose found at Mammoth Cave Transplants in Brownsville, Kentucky. The wide variety of colors and blooms are breathtaking, so I invite you to check them out. If you want to take a look at some of the blooms, find the show notes on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. That's all the information we have for you today. Hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. To see the show notes for Episode 3 and additional resources mentioned from today's show, please follow me on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. You can find me by going to www.warrencountyagriculture.com. Feel free to leave any questions that you might have or any additional comments on the blog or you can contact me directly via email at kristen.gooden at uky.edu. I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes so I can know what information to bring to you each week. To help sweeten the deal, the first 10 subscribers to leave me a review on iTunes will earn a gardening prize. Make sure to tune in with me for more gardening information each week right here on the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Each week, I plan to share seasonal gardening tips and tricks to help gardeners reach their gardening goals. 
and to help the sun shine a little brighter over your Kentucky garden. To stay up to date on all the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Keep digging into gardening and remember to add a little sunshine. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast with Kristen Hildebrand. If you enjoyed today's content, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to catch future segments of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Gardeners, keep on digging and learning more about gardening so the sun shines brighter over your Kentucky garden. The Sunshine Gardening Podcasts with Kristen Hildebrand is a production of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.